0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join
1: the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Hey, it's Fitz. And if you don't know who I am, here's a quick bio. Veteran sports journalist who writes, does TV, radio, and is a longtime podcaster. Also, I have stage four prostate cancer, so my doctors advise me to stay home during these COVID 19 concerns. So, what am I doing with my time? I'm calling some of the many friends, athletes, coaches, and colleagues who have been part of my life during more than 30 years in journalism. Oh, and I'm hitting the record button. Welcome to my life and the Life of Fits podcast. Wyatt Thompson is preparing for his 19th year as Kansas State's Voice of the Wildcats, the title carried by a long line of sports play-by-play announcers at K-State. I won't list them here, but being called the Voice of the Wildcats comes with incredibly high expectations from a fan base which has enjoyed some of the best talents in the radio business. Thompson arrived at K-State from Colorado State, Following Athletics Director Tim Weiser from CSU once he threw the door open to a negotiation for the athletic department's radio rights and beloved voice Greg Sharp sided with his employer WIBW 580 AM in Topeka during the battle. Replacing Sharp was no easy task, but eventually Thompson settled in with his own style that fans grew to love. It's now his voice associated with the highlights from Kansas State's historic 2003 Big 12 football championship victory over Oklahoma, numerous bowl wins, and a couple of trips to the Elite Eight of the NCAA basketball tournament. That's just naming a few events. For every Kansas State student currently on campus, it was Thompson's voice they heard if they listened to a K State sporting event on the radio during their childhood. Setting aside all of his talent and skill at his craft, Bottom line, Wyatt Thompson is one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Kind, generous, and hysterically funny when speaking privately with friends. Wyatt is a keeper, and I'm glad he stayed a Wildcat all of these years. So now, let's call my friend Wyatt Thompson just over on the other side of Manhattan, Kansas.
1: Well, hello, Mr. Fitzgerald.
0: How are you doing, Mr. Thompson?
1: Well, I'm, for the shape that our country's in, I think I'm doing okay. Did, did I warn <laughs> you that we record
0: as soon as you answer? So that we've actually started.
1: <laughs> this is it. Well, that's okay. That's okay.
0: It's it's a grand uh, concept in which I just call people and shoot the you-know-what.
1: So, there you go. That sounds good. Yeah, I've been noticing some of the guys you've been talking to. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I've been having fun. I've been having yeah. fun with it. It's yeah. I think he might be number 27. I kind of lost count, wow. to be honest. Yeah. it's uh, You're
1: doing a lot more work than a lot of us are.
0: <laughs> yeah, this doesn't even feel like work. Um,
1: yeah, because I'm here to tell you since March 12th, I haven't exactly been the busiest guy in the world, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I wonder why, huh?
1: Yeah. I know it's
0: crazy. Have you thought about uh, getting a freelance gig, being the voice of Marble Racing? Because <laughs> that's the one thing I've watched during the pandemic that I truly enjoyed was Marble Racing. It's
1: yeah, I can't. I I, I have to admit that I missed that. I probably would be uh, not great at that, but you know what? I am doing on Wednesday is this. I'm announcing the K State uh thing with this Madden deal i don't know if you've followed that or not but i'm i'm actually a little bit um nervous about it just because i've never done it and it's just basically kind of trying to do a little bit of play by play but having fun with it too on you know what watching uh you know two Madden teams play whether it's the Broncos versus the Chiefs or oh wow. Chief- Chiefs Patriots or whatever it might be so it'll, it'll be kind of fun and interesting but so who's playing Madden well it's it's going to be the the finals the 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 big 12 and es big 12 now espn plus is doing this through learfield img college and it's um each school has a certain amount of like they do a little playoffs and then we we kind of do the the k-state championship uh and then if if uh If that advancement leads you into, I think the first round is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they do Saturday, Sunday with all of the semifinals and finals. I think I read today there's like um, maybe 17 kids that are actually playing this to to try to get to the finals. And I think the leading school was like tech. They had like 60 guys and or girls. I don't know what the breakdown of male-female is, but yeah, it's kind of weird.
0: Boy, things are going well for the pandemic in West Texas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Crazy, isn't it?
0: uh, Well, that'll be fun. Keep in
1: in mind, it is
0: Lubbock. (laughs) Throw in a random curse word. That'd be great. Just throw (laughs) in, come up with a new... you, you know, some kind of new catchphrase.
1: Yeah, there you go. Call your yeah.
0: mother. It's a touchdown. I don't know. <laughs> there
1: you go. That's know. not actually a bad thought at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: sure if that would really catch on, but you know,
1: hey, yeah, maybe it's, not. It's
0: Madden yeah for sure John Madden's fat belly. it's a first down <laughs> unreal so what are you doing man? I mean uh you, you sound like you're cooking or something. Are you
1: cleaning? What are you doing? My wife is kind of cleaning up she uh she has kind of in her quote retirement <laughs> she's doing uh what is it ten hours a week or twelve uh it depends. she's helping a lady. Who's starting a pie baking company, and which makes the dieting a little bit harder for me. But (laughs) it's all right. (laughs) Yeah, but she's she has always been. She makes like pretzel buns, and she makes uh, bread. She makes bakes cookies. She's always been spectacular at all of that. But she's never really done the pies until now, and now she's become, in just a few months, pretty proficient at that. So she was she was just dinking around, uh, making a couple of crusts or whatever, and kind of cleaning up. So that was the noise you heard in the background.
0: Okay, well, I'm just curious. I, uh... <laughs> done
1: now. I apologize. That's all right. She's
0: fine. She's fine. Yeah. This is a loosey goosey podcast. We don't really have rules. We have dogs barking. Um, whatever yeah. happens, happens here.
1: Sure. Yeah. Really yeah. That's good. Is
0: uh, Pretzel Buns also her little nickname for you?
1: Well, probably not. But I'm telling you, you have to have one sometime with a burger. It is oh, legit. I bet. I bet. Oh, my goodness. I bet. Really, really good. So
0: in the pie kingdom, what is Karen's number one pie? What what pie is her home run pie?
1: Her home run pie, in my mind, is what I call berry, berry, berry. It's a three oh, berry God. pie, and I am uh, Fitz. It is unbelievable. Oh. Unbelievable. It's like blueberries, raspberries. Oh, dude, it's, it's crazy. And then th- this gal that sh- she's working with – um, I've always, you know, somebody asked my dad one time, what kind of pie you like and said two kinds hot and cold. <laughs> and so, and I'm kind of like that, but I'm also uh, a big, this will stun you. I'm a real big fan of cheesecake and this lady makes killer cheesecakes. Mm. So Karen's learned all of those kind of things too. So mm. yeah, she it, apples good. Cherry's good. All of the standards. But this gal's a little above and beyond that with the, like the berry, berry, berry thing. And she, she does, um, uh, Karen walked away, but she, she does, uh, like peanut butter, chocolate pies and things like, I mean, it's really quite unique. Um, yeah, she's, she's very, very gifted. She's, she's probably in her middle thirties and, um, this is kind of her passion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of. That's what Karen's kind of been doing other than watching grandsons uh, a couple of two or three times a week while Whitney has swim lessons. Why
0: Why do I have a feeling when she's baking pies, I see you being Homer Simpson, just, uh, uh, just watching, drooling. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I, like a chair you, slanty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're never, ever losing weight at this space
1: ever. Yeah. It's been kind of weird because I've really, I actually have lost some because I've, I've, I mean, I've been once the pandemic hit about the first of April, I said, okay, time to do something here. And I've, I've been on my bike and I've, you know i've I've done really pretty good, but uh, that's if if I do have a, a a bump in the road, so to speak, it would be the pies. no doubt about that because yeah. i the one thing that I have and this is really depressing to say this the one thing that I've uh cut out that I really 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 miss is uh most of the good beers and but even maybe more so the pop. The pop was, yeah. oh, my, my, pop was my bad thing.
0: I know. I've been trying yeah. to give it up. I think I'm yeah. about a month out of having one. And and the problem is I would have one, and then I'd have another and another, and then I'd have to break that cycle again. And just It's kind of a weak spot. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say your bicycle, you're out on the road, right?
1: Not really. Oh, it's, you're stationary? It's, it's more just a stationary bike. I sit there and watch, you know, whatever reruns of sports or the morning news and just ride um that's a little bit like
0: this uh podcast you pedal and pedal and pedal and you
1: (laughs) go get nowhere nowhere. yeah nowhere nowhere. (laughs) i can understand that
0: (laughs) but well that's good how many miles do you do
1: well i guess it'd be easier to tell you that i'm riding well according to this bike and i think it's a little light but i've been riding about 25 miles a day wow yeah. That, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, I've been writing for the most part since the 1st of April, anywhere from one to two hours a day. And it's made, it's made a difference. There's no doubt about that. And I, you know, I've always been, <laughs> you know, how it is with the guys like, like me, that you, I've always kind of gone up and down mm-hmm. and I've, 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 the older I get, the harder it is to go down. So I've decided that I, I want to try to. Uh not just diet, but try to you know maybe do a little different um in terms of the you know the everyday eating and reward yourself now and again, but kind of just eat better, you know yeah, and so I've really, really tried to do that and and minimize the portion some and it it makes a big difference it really truly for me anyway but the key is is to be in on the bike. I if yeah. I if I ride um and and the other thing I'm doing this this time of year, you know, I I'm I push mow my yard and I've got a pretty good size yard. So I think I've counted like six times where I have gotten my two 2 hours in riding the bike and then later in the day I'm out mowing the yard. That's a pretty good workout day. Wow. I'm bl- blowing a few calories doing that.
0: Man, you're going to look yeah. good. Well, let's don't go crazy. now. You're gonna, you, I hope uh, I, I wasn't going to go to football this year because of, uh, well, the pandemic. Right. I, I was going to avoid people. But now if you're right. going to be in shorts, I might have to go to the football. Game. I might
1: be gas. in shorts until mid-October now. Huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, so uh,
0: I have come to believe I don't see a pathway to football starting on time. Your thoughts?
1: uh i would agree with that at the moment i i mean i (laughs) i was much more optimistic two weeks ago than i am today there's no doubt about that it's it's um i mean we have not that i'm telling you anything you don't know but i mean we have four texas teams in our league and right now texas is not very good shape and i i worry a lot about that and uh, i think most people are you know, this is kind of gone in steps, you know wh- Well, it's going to be okay. We're going to play. And then the next step was as well. We're probably going to play a conference schedule. I, I just worry as we get closer and closer and closer, it might be, well, we're not going to play this year or we're going to play try to, and I, I don't know about you, but a lot of, I'm hearing that a lot of these coaches aren't fans of the spring possibility Yeah, uh, for, I, for a multitude of reasons. I so understand. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I, to answer your question in a short, I am, I'm a pretty positive guy most of the time, but I am very worried about starting on time for us. I, I just, I'm struggling to see it.
0: Well, I think if they don't get football in the fall, I don't know how they wouldn't try to yeah. play it in the spring. I mean, yeah, I understand why the coaches aren't fans of it, but I think they're fans of their paycheck. So well, I mean that's that's a, a good point. That's a job. Yeah. I mean, and the yeah. school needs the revenue to make the paycheck. So,
1: well, that's it. I mean, we've that, what they they furloughed like eighteen hundred university oh. employees, and I oh. I mean, and I knock on wood, I've been pretty fortunate so far. But that we if we don't play this fall, I mean, I could, I don't know that I'll be furloughed, but I'll bet I'll be asked to take a pay cut.
0: I bet you you, you know? could. Uh... Really get those toilets sparkling clean in the athletic.
1: <laughs> you bet your butt I could.
0: <laughs> you? And I'd want you to announce it. Yeah, I'm
1: working on the bowl. <laughs> well, it's funny what you will do when when you need work and and need money. Uh, and I'm, I mean, we're doing okay, but if, you know, ten percent over mm. two months is one thing, but. And I, that's just I'm just throwing out numbers. I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't been told anything that way, but you know, 10% for six or eight or 10 months is a little different or, you know, furloughed for is even worse. So yeah, I, I've been through all of this. I've been pretty thankful so far that this is kind of what it is because there are other people that are facing a tougher challenge as of today than I am. That's yep. for sure.
0: Yeah. We've been thankful on our end that you know, really oh, yeah. business is held up. I mean, it, oh, yeah, even though we haven't had sports, we've been, yeah, clicking along, haven't had a ton of cancellations. But if no football happens, who knows? Who
1: knows? Oh, I know. Yeah. I, uh, it's, and it's hard. You know what, with the fans, we need something good to happen in this country. And I think sports would help. You know, I really do. I think people miss it. I mean, even if you're just a, what i would describe as a casual major league baseball fan you got to be missing it a little don't you
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah absolutely i mean, I
1: mean in my opinion i and please take this for what i'm i'm not bashing any sports or anything but you know nascar and some of those types of things are only going to take so many sports fans so far right you know what I mean? Not not that there's anything wrong with NASCAR or soccer. I don't mean it that way. I do. But most of your, <laughs> you know, most of your mainstream sports fans give me my football, basketball, baseball, I'm good it. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. we just grew up with those sports um uh-huh. and uh if you're a soccer fan, you're pretty invested and I'm yep. noticing the younger generation has a lot of crossover fans which just doesn't happen in our Generation, we cross over from football, basketball, baseball. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm the same has been true for years in this country, uh, with hockey. I mean, you're kind Uh of a hockey fan, and and certainly auto racing with the south that's kind of been their own thing, and now it's expanded a lot. But I have not watched a single vroom vroom or footy event, uh, since they've kind of started back up. And I guess that I don't want to steal the thunder from my marble racing, I guess is what I'm saying. (laughs)
1: That's important.
0: I know. I know. Yeah. A lot of colored marbles
1: out there. If it's going
0: to make it. I know. A lot of (laughs) of fun marbles out there trying to make a living and nobody's watching on the YouTube. There you go. I wish I was making this up. There is a YouTube channel for marble racing. Is there really? Oh, it's well produced. It's got a professional announcer. It's a multi-camera shoot. And I'm messing around in the marble league, man. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. Those marbles get out there and really give their all. (laughs) <laughs> got, to. Yeah, I don't, got to do it. That's all, all I like, know. They're just going to roll. I just don't know, man. I, My thought is I was optimistic. I thought we'd be further along yeah. now. Six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, and Kirk Street said, we won't have football. I'm like, slow down there, cowboy. I mean, huh. it, uh, no. we got a lot of time here. Maybe we'll come up with treatments. I don't think we'll have a vaccine. Let's just let, give it some time. And Wyatt, by God, we got down the road and it's almost like we're worse off. I mean, we're not from a medical standpoint less fewer people are dying, but it's like when we started to open back up, people are like, "Oh, it's a gone. We're just going to go hang out with everyone with no mask and hug everyone." And that's not yeah. how it was supposed to work and now it now it really spread like crazy. I'm keeping an eye on the death rate and I I don't like talking about these things because sadly, this whole virus pandemic has become so political you can't even talk about facts anymore without it feeling political but the death rate has been down and i was hoping over the next two three weeks as we get closer to football it would stay down but early returns are it's going back up and and it's pretty discouraging i mean yeah that's why why we shut down was we we didn't want people to die very noble and now we're staying shut down for a lot of other reasons but the deaths are going to go back up here
1: yeah, that, that's the, the worst part, I think, because, you, you know, I understand the thought about more testing, more cases, but you hear stories about things. I mean, I had a guy tell me that he had four friends that were in line to test, filled out all the paperwork, never tested. All four of them never tested. Two of them came back positive and two of them came back negative with, with what they sent them to, to their house. It's like, how how is that possible? Oh. How does that happen? But I've also been told that they, like, if you um, test multiple times positive, they count you every time.
0: That's interesting.
1: I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. So yeah, I'm I'm learning like everybody else as we go. But it, it's it's really frustrating That's because kind of
0: like uh, voting in Cuba. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely right. Because I mean, how would one know, right?
0: Well, I really think that yeah. uh, the test isn't very accurate. I, yeah, I, I, we just there's just too many people coming back positive with no symptoms, and then two days later they do a follow up test and they're negative. I mean, how's yeah. it didn't go away you know, that yeah. quickly. It just yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, uh let's let's talk about something really cool. Uh I'm okay. overjoyed that K-State and Wichita State are going to meet up on the hardwood. I think it's well overdue since it's been since 2003, which is crazy to think about.
1: Well, you said that perfectly in my opinion because I mean, let's put that into its proper perspective. 2003 was my second year at K-State and I'm going into 19 this fall, hopefully. Um that's, that's a little bit too long. And I know coach Weber is excited about it. I've heard from others that coach Marshall is excited about it. I think most of the fans are are pumped up about it uh, with the four venues and, and stretched out with a exhibition fundraising game kind of mixed in there for hopefully knock on wood, October, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's not that they haven't tried recently in all honesty. I think they, there have been discussions, but <laughs> I think even the, the most honest person would say, well, they haven't matched up great. K state's been really good, which uh, stayed a little off and vice versa. now they're kind of both in, you know, I'll say rebuild mode kind of, yeah. uh, and yet still respective programs. And I, and I think that's true. And so I, I think it's going to be really neat for the fan base. I, I saw some stuff about, you know, not why, why did K state do this and have, you know, two two games there and uh, oh okay i get it but but i think overall most people are pumped up about it
0: yeah i i understand how people you know i had someone on our side a friend of mine actually say you know we shouldn't be playing them unless it was all in manhattan i'm like well they wouldn't play and you no. know they wouldn't do that I, what i like about it is um the kind of uh hidden number in there for opposing tickets you know when K-State's at interest. It's a Wichita State home game, but K-State gets 5,000 tickets. Yeah. And then you go to Sprint Center, oh, excuse me, Team Mobile Center, mm-hmm. um, and it'll be 5,000 tickets for Wichita State. But that's a bigger building, so yeah. it, there's more tickets for K-State there. I I, I kind of seen it as an advantage for K-State, but I, I got news for K-State, and, and this is going to upset them. Uh, the days of saying there's nothing to gain by playing Wichita State and everything to lose, those are gone this is the shockers have put themselves back on the map with college basketball and they're in a conference that is more than legitimate you would not say the same thing about having a four game series with memphis and that's their conference and and i just think it's a reality now that the shockers have stepped up greg marshall's done wonders and i'm really glad the series is taking place
1: i think your point about the the conference affiliation for them is paramount. I really do mean that. I, I think that does make it more legitimate, whether they want to hear that or we should be saying it. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. But I think it it's much more legitimate in that league. You're right. I mean, it's not in the power five, but it might be the next best league or one of one of the best five or six every, every time. Mm-hmm. There are some good basketball programs in that conference. and And it's <laughs> Anybody want to go back in time and play Houston over the last two years? Probably not. Or Memphis or whoever else. You know what I mean? It's a good league.
0: I mean, in the past, the argument was with the way strength of schedule worked. By playing Wichita State when they were in the Valley, you picked up all those Valley opponents as opponents of Mm -hmm. an opponent, and that stunk. It was bad. But now you pick up some pretty good programs and and, uh, much better strength of schedule. I'm excited about it. I hope they do something with UMKC, too.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I, the other thing I like about the series is, is is for the most part, these are two proud programs with really great history, but I think they match up in that, you know, they thrive on defending and toughness and those types of things for the most part. And because of that, I think we're going to see some grinder kind of games. I think, uh, I don't know how much you want to on this show, talk about K-State basketball, you know, for, for this, this year, but I I don't know what, what the future brings for them, but I will say this. I do think with the influx of new talent, uh, I I think it will be easier for them to score this year. I don't know if they'll be as good defensively, but I think they have much more potential to score the ball a little it was hard scoring the ball last year for them Fitch, you saw you know
0: yeah and and they had some dysfunction and anytime you've got some issues in your locker room it all kind of carries out on the court for the most part and there was just some issues in the team and uh, I was really uh, pessimistic about last year's team I saw an upside of being the NIT and honestly I never imagined how bad it would get but uh, there it was and and now it's kind of now you really understand it's now officially a rebuild. You've got a bunch, you're going to have a really young roster, a bunch of new guys. Just go make something of it. Just, you know, go go play and have fun and I think I don't mean to tell Bruce how to do his job, but I think it's really critical to get get these guys to play with a level of passion we just didn't see on a regular basis last year. But yeah, and I did see I, it from I, the young guys.
1: Yeah, well, and to me that's where I was going next because I think that's key, isn't it? I mean, you look at DeJuan Gordon and what he brings and, and Montavious Murphy before he was injured. Th- those types of guys, I, I, I mean, I, I like Mike McGurl a lot because I think he's tough and he gives you a lot of things. He, I, I don't know that he's really great at anything, but he's, he's real solid at all of it. And, and for me, those guys kind of leading this new wave of kids could be a really good thing because I, I've been, you know, fortunate enough to to see these, these freshmen. And I think our fans are really going to like what they see. I mean, there, there are (laughs) really talented basketball players in this group. And, and, um, you know, I I think if, if you can develop that culture and toughness early on, sure, they're going to take some lumps. There's no doubt about it, but, Um, You know, we saw Bruce do this before with with those three seniors from two years ago with Dean, Barry, and Cam. And there are more bodies with this group, so that hopefully that'll turn into a great thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty special trio. But recall there was eight players in that recruiting class, so it kind of sifted through. But I feel like this recruiting class is more solid top to bottom and a lot more weapons. Those guys that that just have more game to them and I'm excited. I'm really excited about K-State basketball for the, certainly for the first time since Dean and those guys left. We'll see yeah. how it plays out. Absolutely. Hey, it's Fitz. Let's hit the pause button right here and take a little break.
1: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey
0: going back in time. What are your, your best memories of your time at Colorado state?
1: Oh boy. There so, so many really. Um, <laughs> the first couple of years I was there, Fitz, they were really, really good um, in basketball. Boyd Grant was the coach then Tim Jankovic, who, you know, was a member of that staff and, and they, they had uh, the Black Player of the Year uh, my second year there, and Mike Mitchell, a 6'8", four-man, who was really tough. And they they really were a good team. I, I So I kind of hit the ground running with that. Um, Earl Bruce was the new football coach coming in when I was there, and most of the media didn't like Earl. I loved him. He He was great to me hopefully I was really, really good to him. And I think he was good to lay the foundation for what Sonny came in, you know, afterwards and, and, and built upon and, and made better. Uh, you know, and that, I mean that, that 94, 95, 97, 98, you know, that group of, of teams for football with Sonny was, was really, really fun. Just terrific. Much like, again, I'm not comparing them because it is different. But much like what Coach Snyder had going here, they they played good defense, and they offensively they can do so many things, and always you know special special teams, and so there were a lot of memories, a lot a lot of good ones.
0: I look at Colorado State, and I don't see many differences between the schools other than the great fortune of Kansas State to have been affiliated with the Big Six, Big Seven, Big Eight, Big Twelve. In yeah. Colorado State, this was kind of out there and yep. very similar schools. If you look at academic size, locations, um, uh, just conference affiliation is the biggest difference.
1: Yeah, I think conference affiliation and then this is a big one and CSU still fights this. I've said this kind of from the time that I've been here because you noticed it, or I felt like I noticed it right away. And, th- and that was just the the passion of the K-State fan base and, and showing up to games and, and, you know, giving up so many weekends to, and, and, you know, weeks for, for bowl week and those types of things, CSU didn't have it quite to that level. They have a lot of alums in, in Denver and, and, you know, some of them came to the CSU games, but not as many as, as you might think, at least at that time, it built as sunny got those, those teams better and better and better better, but, here i mean and again i walked in in 2002 things were still pretty good at k-state at that point and just everywhere you went people were talking about bill snyder and k-state football and you know three happened and you know it's i i just have always respected you know the fan base and how much they care uh and, and to me that's a that's it is different
0: yeah i mean just being a part of big time sports, even. Even with college football when they were bad, you're still playing Oklahoma, Nebraska. Yeah. Um, Missouri was pretty good at times back in those big eight days. And it just uh, – it's been more a part of the culture. I don't know. I just – I really like Colorado State. I love the town. of Fort Collins is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've always had them on my – uh, they'll never be in the Big 12, even if it went to 16, but I've always had them kind of on my wish list. That it'd be well, cool.
1: there's a lot of, I, I get that. I, I really do, because I, I lived that for, you know, 13 years, uh, and it is a terrific city. Uh, it's, just, it's just an hour north of Denver, um, 300 days of sunshine. I could give you thousands of reasons why, why they would fit, I, I suppose, including a brand new terrific looking new football stadium yeah. on campus facility. Um, and, and again, I don't want to short them on what they are. Their, their fan base, they have passion too. It's just not as big and as rabid as, as what I saw, you know, coming to K state. That's just one guy's opinion, but the, the fans that they do have are all in trust me. So there are a lot of you know quality things there and that league that they're in, you know, you, you you have Utah's out of it now, but in the old days when it was BYU and Utah and Wyoming and Air Force and Colorado State, that was a really really good football league and basketball too. To for a large part, because you know you had San Diego State at that time and basketball was awful. But you you know what they are now. Yeah. <laughs> so you have some ups and downs there, and it, it's a, it's a good league.
0: Yeah, and most importantly, with your time Fort Collins, you met Tim Weiser and uh well, sure. he comes to Kansas State how quickly did you make the decision yeah i'm coming when the job opened up here
1: well it was it was pretty easy yeah. for me because i trusted him so much and he he was a friend and i had the the good fortune of knowing him and working not necessarily for him but with him you know in my time in fort collins so you know when when i had the opportunity i i didn't hesitate it's just because you know i love k-state I've, I've been a k-state fan my whole life it, it was <laughs> you know it was it was just like this is something i have to do and i have no regrets i mean none um you know the, the first couple of years were a little trying sure but you know k-staters are passionate they, they they over time they you know they warmed up to me and all of those kind of things and if it, it's been it's been a heck of a ride, Fitz. You asked me yeah. about my fun at, in Fort Collins. Think about what it's been like for me here. I, I was talking to Jordan the other day at the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame, and we were talking about, you know, the, the this year's class going in there with with Jordy and <laughs> Lori Kane, and you know those yeah. those ty- Darren Sproles. You ever heard of him? I mean, he's pretty good too, right? He's, he's so okay. I've, I've, been, okay. I've been I've been I've been really lucky that way. I've, I've met so many good people, coaches, players, administrators and that type of stuff have been fortunate.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty incredible. It's been a fun time of Kansas State Athletics over your career. When, when you came though, did you imagine, you know, closing in on twenty years or did you think this was gonna <laughs> be the stop or I know you've loved the Cardinals and Sure. Um you know, if I could help you get that job I would, not that I want you to leave. <laughs> or maybe I do want you to leave. I don't know. Um I appreciate that. I, you know, but I, I gotta be honest, I have no no poll in the city of St. Louis. I just don't. People don't well, know who I am. I'm sorry well,
1: about let, let me explain for, for those who don't know the Cardinal thing. My my father was a big influence for me, and he grew up about 90 miles north of St. Louis in a town called Jacksonville, Illinois, was a diehard, diehard, diehard Cardinal fan. So that's where I got that. Um, so, so get that out there and onto the table. But, you know, we <laughs> – my love for K-State goes back a long ways, too. I, I remember you were asking about CSU a moment ago. I remember when K-State and CSU played in the uh, Holiday Bowl. And it was so hard for my dad. And I finally said to him, it's OK if you root for K-State, buddy. You've been doing it mm-hmm. since the early 60s. It's OK. <laughs> and, and so it, it's I when I came here, I didn't know. I, I, I thought I knew. What I needed to know about Case David. You know how that is. Until you're here, it's, you, you just got to live it and, yeah. and f- figure out, you know, everybody from Bill Snyder to John Weefold to, you know, whoever it might be. And, and that, that's been, you know, thrilling for me too, through all of the, you know, the people. Um, I, I just a- appreciate that part of it because I, you know, I, I'm a people person to begin with, and we've been so fortunate here to have so many people. It, not all of them stayed that long, but I guess I'm struggling to say this. When I came, I really didn't have anything in mind other than to come in and, and love the place and do the best I could and, and grow into it. Hopefully, I've done that, if nothing else. And, you know, here here you are all of these years later. I I didn't even think for five minutes it would last like that or yeah. or was that necessarily my goal i wasn't thinking necessarily long term at that point but i again no regrets brother i've been i've been one lucky cat you know that. that's
0: it been really cool and yeah. you alluded to this man you walked into a little civil war over radio rights <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you had to be looking around like what the hell's going on here yeah and you know you you were you were around then, you know what that was like. It wasn't easy. And, and, and you know, the, the tradition and the history of 580 and it's ties to K state and all of those kind of things. So the, yeah, the emotions of that for some, and I'll even say a lot of people, it was pretty raw. And I, I think the, in time though, I think people understood that, you know, I just took a job that was offered and, you know, I was just trying to do what I can do. Um, and, and it's worked out. Okay. I, like I say, I've been very fortunate. I, I loved, I even, even on the visit, you know, uh, coming in and meeting president, we and Mr. Kraus and, and, and obviously, you know, coach Snyder and all of that. It it was, it was thrilling. And, and then to, to know I was going to come here and get to do this and do this level of play by play. It was so cool. Cause you know, K State was what it was at that point, and and I think you know, in terms of facilities and just strength of the of the of the athletic department has just exponentially grown over the years. I mean, you look at our facilities now. I, I think we rival most everybody in, in the not only in our conference but in a lot of conferences, and and I'm I'm proud of that, and I think everybody should be.
0: Well, and I love the fact that. Um, I've always said this about John Curry. You can have your differences about him, but he reset the rules on fundraising and and construction at Kansas State. He he did did everything first class. He didn't say, well, we're K-State. We don't deserve this or we can't afford that. He found the way to raise the money, do it right, and now Gene Taylor just picked it up and continued with that process and this push with the new – indoor facility for football and the new outdoor field being adjacent to the veneer family complex there it's been a little bit controversial but um i i don't know where else to put it you know would i prefer scenically to have it is that a word scenically i think i just made up a word why uh for uh, aesthetics to have um the facility somewhere else yeah probably but the most important thing is to have it adjacent to football so you don't spend a bunch of time getting from point A to point B and the guys can get in and out and do their thing. Um, it's just going to be fantastic in the long run for the program. It's going to be really cool.
1: Well, right now, because of the construction of the South End Zone project, my office has gone from the concourse level of Bramlage, the north end of Bramlage, up into what is my our, our radio booth. And today I was looking – out my window there towards the the South end zone and looking at the corner uh, video boards and looking at the steel that they have up. And in my mind, picturing, you know, what that's going to look like, not this upcoming football season, but the one after that. And, and the excitement of, you know, some of our fans for that. And it isn't just, you know, you know, the, the, I guess I'll say, Suite level seats there, but the amenities with with bathrooms and and concessions and all of that stuff that's frankly kind of needed on that end. Right. I, just, I think it's going to be great, and I, you know, I've been fortunate to to be, you know, working there to see, you know, what what it could look like someday, you know, with this master plan, and. I know we're giving up some, some pretty prime parking. And by the way, speaking of that, we, we have the best parking in the big 12, Mm -hmm. not close. Still will with still will. But that I, what I would emphasize to all of the fans is that, is that, and again, just one guy's opinion, if you disagree with me, that's fine. But one guy's opinion is this, what that will mean to Chris Kleiman and his staff and that football program, when that indoor sets right there off of the, east side of that stadium that basically would connect the stadium and the indoor and veneer and all the way around to the training table that's name a facility that's going to be able to do that
0: that's amazing
1: yeah and that to me that's what excites me it
0: really is amazing yeah. and i know it's going to display some longtime parkers yeah. I think I did another word, man. I'm getting good at this. Uh People who have had <laughs> those parking spots for a long time, and, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be in the parking lot. You're still going to have a reserved spot. And I know mm-hmm. Gene, he'll do everything he can to make sure everyone's together. It'll be guys like me, honestly. I told Kenny Lanoue, I said, look, if people are going to get supplanted, if you set up a shuttle service, uh, the media can be parked off-site. Uh, you know? Yes um we us regular media members with a reserved vip spot in the parking lot it's great it's incredible but we can if there's an alternate lot be it maybe vet med or something we can go over there and shuttle us up uh,
1: it'll work out it'll work well it- it, it, it's interesting to hear you say that because, you know, you and I have known each other quite a while now. We, I, I consider you a friend. Hopefully you consider me one. And eh. I'm sitting here thinking about this. <laughs> You're awesome, man. <laughs> but, but but listening to what you said, you know what pops into my mind is is what Gene Taylor said to the fan base when, when these plans were kind of unveiled. And that is we're going to do something about the parking. It, it'll be different but we're going to manage it. And I'm I'm paraphrasing, of course, but, and and I think that's, I I hope that's the way most of, most of them look at that because it is change, but that part of that change hopefully makes K-State football even better and capable of more, you know, moving forward. And, and at, at the end of the day, you know, I've learned from a lot of athletic directors over the years, and many of them have have said this is a lot of this is about the experience of the of the student athlete, and this will augment that in yeah. a monster way, don't you think? It really will. And that's the way I see it.
0: It really will. And but you yeah. brought up a uh, kind of a reason for me to be be disappointed about all these sweet. <laughs> construction things they're doing that south end zone project's going to be awesome but you lost your office you had the best office on campus
1: well one of them that's for sure oh, the and, best yeah yeah maybe and it you know it, the, the interesting part of that story is um <laughs> is that when i took the job um, a day or two went by and I, I was being asked by so many friends i've told this before but you know, where's your office going to be? So I picked up the phone and called Casey Scott and said, Hey, where's my office going to be? And at the other end of the line, I got crickets. I don't think they thought that far ahead. because <laughs> I, I was going to be the first guy, you know, in house, so to speak. Right. And so I, I think I got that office because that was the the one that was available and, and it just happened to be awesome. Sometimes you just, you know what, finish, it's not like winning the lottery. But it was a pretty good win, don't you think? Yeah. That was a great office. That's, it really was. That pretty yeah. much
0: sums up my marriage. I don't know <laughs> I
1: don't know how I accomplished
0: this, but hey, it worked. Yeah,
1: well. you you <laughs> people talk about out punting coverage. I don't know what's above that, but you you're there.
0: Yeah, I punted. You're there. Uh, I punted ninety <laughs> yards from the one. That's right. Yeah. It <laughs> uh it, and to let people know, your office was uh in Bramlage, just west of the Legends Room, overlooking the field. So right. you could sit there and uh You had one of the few views of practice from your your office uh i yeah. don't i don't mean to sound critical here, but i didn't ever really want to come see you in your office, <laughs> but when I did, I was always during practice
1: yeah, I noticed that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it always no, when smaller
0: yeah. wasn't there i didn't want to see him at all
1: there you go and, and that's true brian Brian housed in there with me for oh he 'd probably be better at this. Knowing that I would, but I'm going to say he was in there with me for four or five of the years that I was in there, and then when the West Stadium Center was built, he he moved over there because of K State HDTV and all of their facilities, and I wouldn't take him back. I'm just, (laughs) would you? I mean, if you had that office, would you want him back? No, it isn't isn't personal. (laughs) It kind of is. I mean, he's so big time. Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he lets you know that he's on TV now and.
1: Oh sure, you know that's he. You know what? He's I got to compliment him here. He he's done a lot with that opportunity, hasn't really he? Has. he? Really has? Yeah, he really truly has. He's done a nice job.
0: He's a really talented. I want to say young guy, but yeah. somehow the young guy got old on us.
1: <laughs> that that happens if you're here long well, enough. Why? That's how you
0: know you're old when all the young guys start complaining about being old, and yeah. you're like, oh crap, that means yeah, I'm really old.
1: Well, um, it, it's hard to imagine that. I mean, even you have been here this long because I, – I don't know about you, but I don't think of it, it – it just doesn't register or seem like it's been that length of time it's because it, it's just from one to the other. It just kind of rolls, you know, like Stan talking about, you know, doing games for 30 years. I mean, 30 years? Yeah. That's that's a heck of a long time, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it freaks me out. You know, I, I called up uh, – Last week, I had Joe Bob Clements on, and I called yeah. him up, and I'm like, oh, Joe Bob's in his 40s now. How the hell did that add up? <laughs> Goes quick. Oh, yeah, no, It does. It really does. I'm, I was sitting there like, my God, he was done playing in 98. He's literally spanned the entire existence of my company. We started in 98. And so, yeah. I mean, it was good.
1: Well, and he's still through and through a K-Stater, and he's the kind of guy that I was talking about before that, you know, you you know, along this journey you, you kind of forget about some of those types of people or some do. I don't, I, I, he was so good to me and there have been so many others. Um, I, I don't want to start naming people because I'll leave too many out, but you know, he, <laughs> it's still weird to see him in those colors, yeah. you, you know, it just, it, it, and it always will be for me personally.
0: Yeah, I understand. I told him this. I, yeah. I understand why he made the move. And Oh, absolutely. He can't be left out in the cold twice. Um, <laughs> and coach stayed around longer than any of us thought, really did. And, and uh, you know, I understand the hesitation of him and Smitty and the other guys like, well, sure. we don't want to be caught without a job again. Okay, right. so we play football. Well, let's just dream this up. We play football. I'm really excited about this team. There's just something about – from what I saw last year to what I think year two could be that I'm really fired up for it.
1: I think that's well said. And, and I, and I say that because, you know, are there questions? Sure. But I think what most people see is, is how quickly through the coaching change, you know, coach Kleiman got the staff and the kids all on the, on the same page for the most part they, they really persevered through the season. There were some, there were some lows, but boy, the highs certainly outweighed the lows and you've got, you know, some really quality young people in the program that are, you know, like a, like a Skyler Thompson who's been around a long, long time. Uh, somebody that's, that's making his way like a Wyatt Hubert and those types of guys. But you know the the influx of of the new people too excites me, and I know it does you too. You follow all of that recruiting as close as anyone, and then we, we. I I think I'll say we have done a really great job of of recruiting to this point, and they continue to to do that, and and it's it's hard to not be pumped up uh, when you put all of those factors together.
0: Yeah, it uh, they're just the right kind of kids. I mean, yeah. I'm a huge Justin Hughes fan. Um, I'm Skyler, Wyatt Hubert. You just go through yeah. the the list. There's just kind of natural leaders that you need on your team. And and the thing I like about Chris Kleiman is he came in with new systems, but they weren't radical changes in right. in schematics or culture. There wasn't a culture shock. The culture was kind of in place with outworking your competition, and he just kind of moved them in his own style a little bit. He made things a little more fun. Um, the defense lined up an attack. The offense was a little more varied. Locker room was a little bit different, but it, mm-hmm. none of it was a radical change, and I think it all played into it, and I'm just a believer in the system they ran at North Dakota State and the culture they built. And I, if you can get it here, uh, I expect five national championships in a row. I don't expect much, <laughs> just a bunch of national championships. I want Wyatt Thompson to have a handful of rings. That's what I want.
1: Well, I, I want Chris Kleiman to heck with Wyatt Thompson, right? Uh, <laughs> but, but what you said, I think, is, is really good and, and on, on track there because – I think we've all discovered in the short period of time that, that coach has been here now that he, he is a pretty special guy in terms of, yes, he's a good X's and O's guys. And he's a really good defensive mind and all of that. But, you know, in this day and age to, to be a good head football coach, you have to be so many things to so many people and he does it so seamlessly and almost like an under the radar thing, because, you know, yeah, he does media stuff, but he does he, He's got good balance with it, and and it, you know he's he's confident, but not cocky. And he, you know, he's just really done from my for my money, at least, just a really, really good job of kind of getting this. And, and he'd be the first to say, "Yeah, we ha- we had a nice season, but we're capable of more, and mm-hmm. we we want to do more." And I, that impresses me too. Yeah,
0: it does it. It lays out for a lot more years of fun football to call, and you know I love basketball. I love college basketball. I grew up a K State fan like you, and it was mm-hmm. always basketball. That's what it was about. But once you get introduced to the culture of college football <laughs> and and winning, um, yeah. there's nothing like it. It's like it's a twelve chapter book every year, and sometimes you get thirteen or fourteen chapters, and it's just right. it's fun. It's it's great.
1: Yeah, you, you said that again about perfectly because it, it is a, a journey every time, but there are never two that are the same. And and when you do have those really solid seasons or really, really good or special years, boy, they just stick out in, in, in your mind forever. <laughs> and I, I I just think that's really cool. I, I'm excited about, you know, I know we're dealing with a lot right now, but, but someday we're going to get past this pandemic. We will. And when we start getting back to, you know, what, what I'll say is I don't like, I'm not real great on the term new normal, but I I think we'll get back to somewhat normal. Don't you? And and when we do, I think we have a heck of a lot to be, you know, looking forward to. And that's the way I choose to see it and look at it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, people are fired up to be back to normal and they got too fired up and got too eager to do it. And I (laughs) I get it. I'm kind of locked down and I don't get to go many places. I'd. I'd like to go have a beer at one of my favorite bars and hug a buddy, and yep. uh, but that's that's a long ways off for me right now. But we'll get there. We'll get
1: there. Yeah, that day will come. That day will come. And and when it when it does, I think maybe we'll we'll be thankful. Uh, like I, I think you should be anyway. You know, yeah. and it, it, this is a this is a pretty big bump in the road. I'm I'm not trying to downplay it, uh, and it's affected a lot of people in, in a really most difficult way. But. We will survive it or most will and you know you you just keep keep plugging, man. That's all you can do.
0: Yep. I look forward to the day when the bartender looks at me and says, Sir, could you put your shirt back on? <laughs> <laughs> I miss, miss that,
1: that'll be that be four or five nights in a row. That's yeah, the problem exactly. with that story.
0: There's yeah. a there's a consistency about it. You gotta really admire That's it. That's right. Wyatt, thanks, buddy. It's been great, man. This flew by, man.
1: It, it, they always do. You know, when we get going, I mean, like you know, mm-hmm. right or wrong, we, we get going. And that's I enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity. Well,
0: we talked about pies for 10 minutes, and I think that's a pretty good way to start any conversation. Well, sure. And I am going to get the information on how to get a triple berry pie, because when it comes to berries, the only thing that's better than a berry is a triple berry.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll keep that in mind, and I'll see if we can slide a piece or two down over the Fitzgerald home.
0: Thank you, brother. Good to talk to you.
1: You too, partner. Thanks.
0: Wyatt Thompson is a blessing for Kansas State fans and the university, and I call him a very, very good friend. It was great to catch up with him because I went from seeing this guy almost all the time to none at all during this pandemic. Finally, men 45 and older, go get your PSA scored, please. It's a simple blood test that aids in the early detection of prostate cancer. Early detection means you're probably going to beat it. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you real soon.